Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Right, are we recording? Wait, we're recording. Okay, right, let's go. Hello, and welcome to Hanks Bank. So, we're chronologically reviewing Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Lockton, with me as always is Al. You don't get to say hello this week, Al, because we've got to get started. We have literally just finished watching this week's film. You might be hearing the credits roll in the background. I'm going to slowly turn that down. Heart and Soul. It is. Um, So, yeah, we have literally just finished. It is a big episode this week, Al. I'm definitely not going to make that pun 90 more times in this episode. Um, We thought because it's a big episode we would mark it with uh you know making it a little bit different we literally just watched the film and we thought we'd yeah. get list start recording immediately afterwards get our yes. hot takes uh, we're also recording in a different place we are recording in my house this mm-hmm. week instead of mm-hmm. yours because it's a lovely sunny day we're gonna have a barbecue here later it's working out all very well but before we get started yeah we do have an immediate friends forts section friends forts friends forts uh, and it comes from your girlfriend Alyssa yes <laughs> um who you know, and we've also got a, a new section where someone requests that we give an apology letter instead of us bringing an apology letter by ourselves. This week's Friends 4 was uh, uh, your girlfriend Alyssa saying that we should do apology letters to her for banishing her every week <laughs> while we recorded the podcast. Uh-huh. So with that in mind, hello Alyssa. Hello. Hello. Yes, yeah, she is here to listen to our apology letters. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You go first. Fantastic. So, dear Alyssa. I would like to apologise. Once a week, I co-opt your boyfriend in the name of comedy. You are subsequently banished in your own home, forced to listen to me shouting from downstairs and cackle like a hyena. This is a punishment I would not wish on my worst enemy. I additionally apologise that I can only assume that Al is so exhausted from constantly shilling the podcast that he hasn't made love to you in months. (laughs) I really regret putting that in this. I forgot I was going to have to say it to your face. I also apologise that I have on more than one occasion simply turned up to your house unfed and eaten your own leftovers. <laughs> and finally, I apologise that you, I assume, now have to regularly say to people, Oh, Al, yeah, no, he's good. Um, he's, yeah, he's doing a podcast. Yeah, it's, um, it's called Hank's Bank. No, no, Hank's Bank. Yeah, no, I know. I actually think that pun was literally the point of the name, but they've never mentioned it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going well. Um, yeah, he got, he got really excited the other day that they had their highest ever downloads in one day. Oh, how many? Uh, 36, I think. <laughs> no, no, not, not 1,000, just 36. Oh, oh, you have to go? Yeah, that makes sense. So, for all of that, I apologise. P.S. Have you heard of my campaign? Hashtag Jamie for Al's best man. Four is in the number, not the word. Yes, all of this is part of the hashtag. If you could put in a good word for me, that would be great. Cool. So I think you should review both of these, okay. uh, but I'll do mine first. <laughs> uh, yeah. My dearest Alyssa, I'm writing to you today to apologise for Jamie keeping you locked upstairs every time we record the podcast. I try to stop him really hard, okay? Okay, maybe not that hard, but I try, you know? Okay, maybe I don't try that hard, but I think it on the inside. You know what, wait, why am I apologising? You should be apologising. I'm quiet when you watch the house lights of Beverly Hills. Okay, <laughs> I'm not quiet, but you know what? I don't complain that much. Most of the time, you have a house anyway when we record. Look, I'd like to th- thank you for being a fantastic girlfriend, letting us record and blah, 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 blah. But you won't even hear this for another three months because you're that far behind in the podcast. So what do I care? <laughs> I Did you say, forget that we were going to be delivering this? I could her. say anything I want, and I won't have to deal the consequences until then. Blue, blue, blah, blah, Kando is stupid, sorry, not sorry, Golden State were robbed, the Raptors are clearly all on performance dancing drugs, love ya, bye. <laughs> so you definitely forgot that we would be delivering no, this? No, no, I knew so, it. I knew okay, it. good. Sorry. So I will say, uh-huh. um, Al, yours was horrible. <laughs> Great. Wow. See, at least I apologise. I apologise at the beginning. I got a sorry, not sorry at the end of that one. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that one's not great. I will say I've not heard the um, Jamie for Al's Best Man campaign because, as Al said, I am quite far behind. <laughs> yeah, am, that is uh, not a recent episode. <laughs> I am on uh, episode nine. Nice. So, I'll catch up. Good. Um, it, hmm, 
I think there's something else in there I want to comment on. No comment on the frequency of sexual interactions. <laughs> and, oh, what I was going to say is I think you might presume I tell a lot more of my friends about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> than I do in reality. <laughs> that is totally fair. Yeah. Now, now that we have apologized, fuck off. Yeah, I'm out, vanished outside. Today. Yeah, no, yeah, so that is, well... We are banishing you again. We do let, we're letting you go outside today. There's I have a, a garden. There's a cat. There's a cat to hang out with. I laid you out a chair with pillows. Yeah. I'm, I'm no great. Pillows. Yeah, you don't do that for No, it's true. I, I, I don't have a cat. I do love doing apology letters for banishing her. <laughs> when we have not even banished her in her own home, we have brought her to someone else's home. To then banish her outside. Going, uh, serious evil. Smell <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. She's out. We can see her. Yeah, the a... door is closed. But for anyone who's never been to my house, which is, oh, 90% of the people listening to this podcast, um, the back of my house has very big French doors. Uh, French door windows? What are they called? French windows? French doors? Yeah, French windows. French windows. Um, so we can literally just see this. <laughs> <laughs> she is struggling with, um, with my door. <laughs> Okay, sorry, sorry, we will, we will ignore this now. Um, so, yes, this is a big episode this week, Al, yeah. and not only because it is the big uh, show, big, big it is um, the first film I had heard of before starting this podcast, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. great. Um, it is also, I don't know if you are aware, our 16th episode, which is, you know, an important episode, mm-hmm. uh, if, if not us, because now in the UK... This podcast can legally fuck. Oh sorry, sorry, that's, that's, <laughs> very apt for this it's week. Very apt, very apt for this week. It's gross um, sorry, American listeners, you are going to have to wait two more weeks until you can fuck our podcast. But UK listeners, all get ready to slide into bed with this sexy, sexy ah, podcast. We're going to have to go to this, the film. The age of the consent changes depending on the state. So some states ah, is sixteen. Ah, so some, some states, states eighteen. Ah. New York, I believe. I think New York is 18 and I think New Jersey is 16. I'm not sure. Okay, so any New Jersey listeners, fuck the hell out of this podcast all you want. New York, uh, you, know, you wait. Obviously, you know. <laughs> you know, but ask for consent first. Yeah. Please do send in a friend thought about whether you would like to Please fuck up. And if you're 50, maybe don't. Just anyway, <laughs> maybe wait a bit longer. Oh, uh, right. Um, so, should, I mean, do we have anything? I, I think that was everything uh, we had. What do we do on this? Uh, I mean, uh, oh, this this show. I mean, I already did do the 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 short version of uh, what sure. we do, but the long version of what we do is that aliens have invaded. Yeah, ooh. and ooh. <laughs> and they have asked us uh, to prove our worth to them to join the United States of Space, and we are doing that by send, showing them the works of our greatest human. We have decided our greatest human is Tom Hanks, but That's we can't nice. show them all of his works for it would take too long. So we are going through all of his works and whittling them down, creating the Hanks Bank, the collection of films and TV shows that we are going to show to the aliens to prove to them that we should join the United States of Space. Um, we had a quick message from Alyssa outside. Okay. Is it normal that A live James... friend thoughts. Yeah, live friend, friend thoughts. thoughts. We've actually got another friend thoughts to give up this. Is it normal that Jamie's cat is trying to escape? <laughs> yes, yes, don't worry. It, it is yes. normal. It's We're fine. Thumbs up to okay. so don't worry. You don't turn off the cat. Oh, my God. Um, right. So oh, you I... have another friend thoughts? Yes. Well, we had our friend's thoughts from uh, Becca, um, who is a friend of the show. Um, I think this is a, just a reiteration of a previous yes, friend yes, thought. Yes, I mean, well, 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 we previously we took a silence uh, to be that we had yes. correctly not screwed everything up on Israel Palestine and yep. we weren't going to cause World War Three. Um, da, 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 so far, so good. Uh, yes, we passed, so we got a pass, yep. which is great. And Becca uh, translated Palestinian newspapers for an Israeli scholar. Um, covering the mandate's protectorate period. And therefore, she's qualified to tell us <laughs> that we deserve the Nobel Peace Prize, Jamie. Um, I have another friend's thought coming yeah. from uh, a friend of ours called Bennett. Um, he pointed out to me that I really should have figured out what the fuck a dragnet is. It's it's a thing that you use in fishing, like the net yeah, that you drag troll. behind okay. to catch fish. Yes. And that should have helped me to work out last week what it was uh, with regards to police surveillance. It no, did not. No, he pointed this out to me like I should have gone, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. now I know what a dragnet is it, in police surveillance. Honestly, I would feel that'd be a more fair friend's thoughts if the movie mentioned the word dragnet once no. other than in the title, but it doesn't. No, so no, no, it doesn't. It. So fuck off, Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shall we go into context? Yes. Uh, so as we will always do, we have historical context and show context. I'm doing historical 
historical context this week. You're doing show context because we have so much to say this week. Historical context is real short. I'm just going to blast through it. Fucking who gives a shit? This is one of two films that comes out in 1988. Um, and I'm going to do it in the first half of 1988. Phantom of the Opera. We mentioned that last year. Released uh, in the UK. It was released in Broadway in 1988. And it is the longest running ever Broadway show. Oliver North and John Poindexter were indicted in the Iran-Contra affair. The Iran-Contra affair comes up a lot in this it show, It does come weirdly. up a lot. Turns um, out the 80s is important. Yes. Uh, also, you might have thought, like I did, huh, but I wonder if that John Poindexter is the reason for the word Poindexter. It is not. Oh. Poindexter is a character from a 1950s cartoon, Felix the Cat. The first McDonald's was opened in a communist country in 1988 in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, oh, <laughs> which just, I enjoyed. Um, Francois, yeah, Francois Mitterrand was re-elected in France. I, I believe I previously referenced him being originally elected. And again, I'm only bringing up again to show off how well I can pronounce. It is Francois Mitterrand. Very impressive. Yes. Thank you for pronouncing that well. Let's, uh, let's not forget that I speak three languages. Anyway, um, the first Red Nose Day was in February of 1988. The one pound note ceased to be legal tender and Celine Dion won Eurovision that year. That's all I've got. I don't give a shit about 1988. I give a shit about this film. Uh, quick fun fact about One Pound Notes. The place I grew up, uh, Jersey and the Channel Islands, still uses One Pound Notes, but they are Jersey pounds, which is confusing when you small kid movies, England with a load of One Pound Notes, and no one will accept them, and you're like, <laughs> damn it, give me my legal tender. Right, give so, me some film context for big context. 1988. Let's go. This film comes out on June 3rd. 1988 in the US I believe in it is not, it's we as I've found out it's once again like three months until it hits the yeah, UK it's ridiculous um, so uh, it costs around 18 million ends up making 153 million wow that is which is Tom Hanks biggest oh. movie by far at this so point. far yes yeah, yeah, by yeah. far and away now that puts it and before that year Ooh. can you guess what number one is in 1988, I'm... Tell you what, if you get any of the three above it, I'll I'm surprised. very bad uh-huh. at years that movies came out. Okay. Um, I don't believe it's any of the Indiana Joneses, no. because Raiders of the Lost Ark we already mentioned about two sure. years earlier. I don't think Star Wars came out in 88, or any of the no, Star Wars. Yeah. Again. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Uh, so, I'm gonna go... With I don't know. I was re- I genuinely could not name you another successful 1980 okay, so uh, we'll go in reverse order. Okay, so uh, third. So third, Coming to America, which I haven't seen, but it's meant to be very good. And there's a sequel coming out called Coming to America. Uh, very witty. Eddie Murphy, uh, I was gonna directed say, is that the by Eddie Murphy? Yeah. John Landis. Um, number two, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh! I've also not seen I have seen that. Good fun film. film. Cool. Uh, Number one film, which made 172 million. That was the highest grossing film that year. Rain Man. Which is bold. Like, that's that's an interesting film to be the highest grossing film of that year. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good film. Like, big stars in it. And actually, even today, if if someone said, oh, that made 172, you go, that's a lot, but not ridiculous. But then there are movies now making... Three billion, two billion, yeah. whatever. Um, interesting fact: uh, that means that Big made more money than the original Die Hard, which ah. is crazy. So let's give a little bit of context about how this ended up being made. Yeah. So originally, it was uh, written by Anne Spielberg. Yes, of relation to Steven Spielberg, his how? sister. Sister, okay. I and actually originally um, Spielberg was signed on to direct. Uh, and should we do the process. briefest of, in case, and I would be surprised if anyone doesn't know the general concept of Big, because sure. everyone has heard of Big, but it, for anyone who hasn't, kid becomes an adult. Yeah. Body swap movie, age up. It's about it. It's about it. And interestingly, for the time, right? So this comes out in 1988. Within that two-year period, from like end of 87 through to 89, there's like five of these movies. Yeah. So those movies are... Uh, it would have been good if you, you know, had no, the straight mind. No, I have. No, I do. It's uh, like Father Like Son in 1987. Okay. Along with Vice Versa, 18 again, uh, exclamation mark, and 14 going on 13 in 1988, and Dream a Little Dream in 1989. Now, two of those other films, 18 again and 14 going on 30, sound like they were remade. So the film 17 again, starring Zac Efron. Yeah. And also Chan Bing. And, yeah. and then 13, 13 going on 30, 30. starring uh, Jennifer... I don't know. Oh, cram. I can't call this outside. Um, <laughs> it's by uh, Ben Affleck's ex-wife, who's very yeah. great, and I feel really bad for this. Um, so, 
it, clearly it was like a big thing at the time. Actually, the guys working in the film thought it was going to be a flop because they, all these other films were coming out yeah. and beating them to the punch. They thought, oh, crap, no, it was going to do terribly. Um, it was ended up being directed by uh, Penny Marshall, who is Gary Marshall's sister. Okay. Who also plays Laverne in Laverne and Shirley, which is a spin-off <laughs> of Happy Days. And he goes on to direct Tom Hanks in The League of Their Own. So this is I very mean, this much... Is, oh, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many levels of connection in here uh, between the, kind of the Hanks verse, the wider theory of the one connected Hanks. Um, she, yeah, Gary Marshall also directed Nothing in Common, uh, her brother, a while back, and also created Happy Days in which... Um, Tom Hanks was in. So yep. a lot of weird connections. Uh, she was the first woman to direct a movie that made over 100 million. So well done. Um, yeah, so actually, interestingly, when it was when Steven Spielberg was attached, um, Harrison Ford was meant to be in it, potentially. That, what, as Tom Hanks? Yeah, as Tom Hanks. <laughs> what, that would so have been this, awful! So in the kind of process, what happened was uh, Tom Hanks got offered it, accepted it, couldn't make it because he was making Dragnet and then Punchline, which is the next film, I think. Yeah. So they were kind of looking for another lead. They got Robert De Niro attached. What? Robert De Niro was attached to this movie. Now, back when Robert De Niro was attached to this movie, the person who's meant to be playing the young friend, uh, Billy, I think, um, was meant to be the person who now plays the young Tom Hanks. Okay. So they re- they recast and they moved him across the young Tom Hanks character because he looks like. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was meant to be it. But his asking fee, I think, was six million, um, which they couldn't afford because the film cost what eighteen million. Yeah. Um, Penny Marshall said, look, I will give you my salary from this movie. Like, just be in it. And he was like, nah, sorry, six million, nothing. Uh, I'm not taking <laughs> your money. Uh, six million. Uh, so he wasn't in it. But by that time, they could get Tom Hanks back in, which is why Tom Hanks is in it. Um, some other fun facts about the movie. The actual walking piano in FAO Swartz was too small. It's about 6.5 feet and only played one octave. So they got the creator of the walking piano to build a 16-foot full three-octave <laughs> piano for the scene. And yeah, that's uh, some show context. That was some very, very context-heavy yeah. show context. Mm-hmm. Be- much better than we normally do. Right. Um, so, should we blast straight into this film that we have literally just finished watching? Oh, yeah. It's fresh in our mind. Boys and girls, let me take you to the year 1980-something. We're in New Jersey. They're at a fair. Because you know what? This is what people do in the 80s. Yeah. You right, Jamie? They go and they're looking around. A young I mean, Tom Hanks. I'm very impressed that we watched, we literally just watched this yeah. show and you have skipped like three well, scenes yeah, already. They're, they're around. Jamie, this is what the plot <laughs> is for. That's just a set of context. Look, there's a young Tom Hanks boy. Uh, he's got a mate who's kind of a little bit cooler than him. Called, like, he has a crush Billy? on a girl. Yeah, Billy, whatever. <laughs> he has a crush on a girl. Um, but the girl, you know, is with a boyfriend. He finds out, oh, no, they're broken up. He's like, I'm in there. This is going to be great. Except this What's girl is like, love? he's like older. She's yeah, like, like a couple 15, years older than he's him. He's 13. Yeah. They go to the fair with his parents. His parents aren't cool. They've got a wee baby with them. They're taking photos. He sees the girl. He goes, you know what? I'm going to go on the big rides. I'm time for the big boy rides. It's going to be me and this I'm girl. man. And we're going to make sweet, sweet love uh, <laughs> in like three years. So I'm going to sleep. He goes up. The girl's like, oh, hi. How you doing? The chat for a bit. Her older boyfriend, who can drive Trying. a car, shows up and Billy feels like an idiot. Okay. Yeah. Even he's just worse, a little boy. He's not allowed on the ride. He's not tall enough. Because he is a little boy. He's, he's a little boy. He's a little boy. So he goes off, he has a little sulky mm. kicking rocks, kicking dust around yeah. the around the fair, and then he sees Zolta. <laughs> Which is like one of these like wish machine yeah. things that you can do, like tell your future or whatever. Um, he goes up to it and makes mm-hmm. a wish and he goes, I want to be big. Make me big. Big yeah. boy wish boy. Something like that. <laughs> big boy wish boy, Jamie Constant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's how I, if I was rewriting this movie, I would make him go, big boy wish boy. <laughs> Um, so he uh, makes his wish He goes yeah. home he's And he gets, he gets a little card saying Your wish has been granted Ooh. And then he checks And it was actually unplugged How did it give him What it How did it work um, And then he goes home uh, He goes to bed in My favourite detail of this movie He goes to bed in a normal single bed And wakes up on the top floor of a bunk bed Yeah <laughs> We are. We really tried to figure out. Like, was he in a bunk bed? It's and we are at, convinced he at, wasn't in a bunk bed so before he, he was. I'm a little more skeptical, but only in that I know he definitely fell asleep on the on what yeah. was a ground floor bed. Yeah. Right? There may have been a bed above that which we don't see, but we're pretty sure that at least he's on the ground floor. Yeah. How does he magically get up? Guess what else happens? 
He's so big. He, he's big. He's Tom he's Hanks wearing a small boy's pants. Yes, a pair of pants which really shouldn't still fit him. But oh. they're, they're, it would have been more awkward if this yeah, like this scene is already a bit dicey. So if he was full on bollock naked, it yeah. probably would have been a bit more questionable. Um, so his mum's calling up to him like, "Oh, come on, come down to breakfast." And he goes into the bathroom and he checks the mirror and. Oh, he's a man. He's what? A man. And he checks his penis and he's like, oh, it's a man's penis. It's big too. <laughs> Again, My wish if really I, did come true. If I was rewriting this film, I would have him look at his pants and go, it's big too. And then like eyebrow waggle of the camera. Um, uh, so he's, he's having a little freak out. He tries to put on some jeans, but obviously yeah. they don't fit. So he goes to find his dad's clothes. He puts on like suit trousers and a giant's uh, hoodie. hoodie. Get it? Giants. Yes, Jimmy, I do get it. That's the team they would support living yeah. in that area. Yay! Oh, um, and um, so he sneaks out the house and having become big, his first thought is, I better go ride that fucking ride. <laughs> Can I stop for a second? You made this joke while we were watching the film together. Do you actually think that was what he's doing? No! It was a joke, you dickhead! <laughs> no, you told it twice. <laughs> yeah, because it's funny. He goes to the fair. He goes to the fair. old time machines. Yeah. Though. Or... He might go there because he wants to ride that fucking ride. We don't know. He doesn't say. This film doesn't have enough exposition of people saying That's why it. they're going places. <laughs> um, he, like in some nice physical comedies, like obviously riding a kid's bike and it's like way too um, uh, small for him and his legs are out wide. But the fair, it's already packed up. It's gone. Yeah. So Dead. he goes back home um, and he just walks in and... Obviously, his mum is like, what the shit? And he thinks it's because he hasn't cleaned his shoes, so he goes yeah. back and cleans. And, and so begins the undercurrent of this movie, which is, for the parents, it's a horror movie. Yes, it yeah, yeah, no, it is the disappearance of, of a child for about six weeks, and we only really see them about once or twice. And they're horrified. Every time and you see it, they are, like, they are They have been shot. Yeah, um, so that doesn't work out with his mum. His mum tries to stab him. Not great. No. Um, so he goes to the school. Yeah. And instead things are, ah, no, I will instead kidnap a child. <laughs> um, he finds his best friend. <coughs> Jamie, that's how you gain your youth back. You kidnap a child. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you suck, from- the, suck the youth from them. Um, and so um, he's like, no, no, it's really me. Like, I swear. And he proves it to him by doing their like secret handshake song, um, which you may have seen. He do- does it a couple of times on like Graham Norton and James Corden and stuff. Yeah. I could not do it off the top of my head, but it's mm-hmm. a fun little song. And um, his friend... Uh, after previously having screamed and tried to open up a door, literally just going, ah, let me out! In very funny uh, fashion goes, oh shit, you're actually you. Okay, well, let's let's sort this then. Um, so he, they decide they need to find another Zoltar um, machine. Uh, so they go into New York. Somehow just casually get into New York. He steals money, like his best steals, friend yeah, steals, steals money. money from his dad. They find his like shitty hotel, which has, you know, assumedly we, it's made clear that there's like prostitutes, prostitutes. and like people oh, this doing is, drugs. Again, and, this is New York before Giuliani comes along and <laughs> takes the soul right out of it, okay? Yeah. Times Square is a cesspit. There's porn everywhere. Yeah. People being abused in the room next to him. He is horrified. Yeah. Quite rightly. Yeah. And, and, to be fair, so, like one thing that this film does, like it is a comedy, but it does play up like the actual yeah. reality of the situation quite a few times. And in this, when he's like going to bed, he's just fucking Crying. in tears because he's a child in a crack den. Yep, it's, um, it's, it's straight up to and uh, and then his best friend who. As we've as will become more and more apparent, is the biggest fucking badass in the world. Wee. Like having them been like, oh, this is really dangerous. Like, oh, we've got to get down here, and like, oh, we'll be fine. He's just like, yeah, gotta go back. Gonna go stag it back to my house through the mean streets of New York because I'm a fucking badass. Uh, but I'll be back tomorrow morning. It's fine. Uh, and they go to. Uh, various toy shops can't find this old tar machine so they go to City Hall and they're like give me the list of all all fairs and circuses and and travelling toy shops (laughs) yeah Um, and they go yeah so fill out these forms it's gonna take six weeks what he's gonna have to be an adult for six weeks that's such a long amount of time for a 13 year old Al how's that that's like three years in 13 year old time that's like a year what if his birthday was to come in the middle of it he would literally age in real time (laughs) it's terrible Uh, so then they'd have to be like well we've got got to sort it out they go to to a diner Mm -hmm. and again 
His best friend being the being the adult of the situation is like, here's a job you can have. Here's a good job you can have. Meanwhile, Tom Hanks is playing with a fucking Sunday, yeah, spitting yeah. out a cherry on the floor. Everyone else is like, this is an adult man. What the fuck is he doing? And his best friend is like, what the fuck are you doing? Because he's the best person in the world. I love this kid. He's got his friends back. He's like, oh, computer engineering. That's your job. You know computers. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Even better, it's for a toy company. Oh, shit. Who you gets know toys? toys? We're kids. Yeah. Kids do toys. I want to throw it out here. I want to stop for a second and analyze a really important thing. Okay. When you were 13... Because they're 13. Yeah. Oh, he turns down to me and goes, yeah. were you this obsessed with toys? Because I remember no. being a little bit cooler than these two dweebs. No, right? no, no. These they're are like absolute young. fucking nerds. Yeah, look, these two kids need to grow up and learn a thing or two yeah. about Maybe the Maybe they need life. to get fucked and realize what it's like to be a man. Maybe that's going to happen. <laughs> so he goes to the toy company yeah. and in the worst interview ever, they're like pulling out the form like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, they don't know what a social security number is. So they put in their locker code, yeah. shit like that. Um, he, their previous, he has, his previous job was being uh, uh, delivering papers. Sure. So like neighborhood... Paper circulation manager. Na- neighborhood circulation or something like that they do. Um, it's quite good fun. He goes in the interview and the guy's just like, oh, you, where'd you go to school? Oh, you, you've done, you've had four years experience with computers. And then uh, our female lead in this film, uh, who I've forgotten the name of. I'm not sure they say it, but it's and, not uh, much. Or the actress? Nope. Nope. Cool. Female lead is how we have Lady I, I Hanks. Mean, it, everyone should get used to this. Every single week we refer to people as Tom Hanks and then how they are related to Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. So Lady Hanks. Lady Hanks um, uh, comes in and she's really angry. There's someone who's absolutely fucked up. Yeah. Like, uh, the mail's, email's not coming in. She's awful. Get rid of her. And then yeah, she stomps yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh, well, no, no, during no, the middle of this, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is checking out, out her ass. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the dude just goes, when can you start? Like, has not asked him any questions yeah, about yeah, yeah. the job or anything. So, but it's the 80s, you know? You yeah, just get jobs. Yeah. I mean, you wear fact, a suit, you get a the job. Fact that there were women you got a suit, have a job. It's, uh, look, so he goes, he's working next to John Lovitz. John Lovitz is like, look, the job is terrible, but there are some perks, namely, everyone here likes to fuck. Uh, which is gross. And You're he's 13, like, you don't know what that means. Yeah, and he's, he's very confused and, and doesn't really like it. Um, so he kind of, he's plugging away his job, he's doing his thing, he's waiting for this thing to come out. It goes to A.O. Schwartz. What? A.O. Schwartz. Is that what that, that, the big toy shop was yeah. called? Yeah. Okay, I did not remember yeah, that. Really. It was a big, big toy shop. A.O. Schwartz. Big toy shop. I don't, I, oh. very famous. Story. Oh, it's very I'm famous. sorry that I haven't it's heard of a toy shop in a city I've it's never very, fucking visited. very famous. <laughs> um, it's um, also referenced in the, you know, they go, they see the big thing, it's fine. Yeah, whatever, just, whatever, Jamie, it's famous. Look, I watched this film a whole hour and a half ago and yet you forgot it since <laughs> then have you got yourself checked out for dementia um, right he goes he's playing with toys uh, his boss is there and his yeah. boss like well his boss catches him after he's been playing laser tag with another kid in the store kid, yeah. a complete stranger and then he gets shot by laser tag and starts convulsing on the floor like he's dying and then the boss just comes up and goes you work for me don't you and he's like yeah shit and he's like are you here with your kid no. <laughs> oh, and then weirdly, the boss is just like, "Yeah, no, I come here every week as well." You know, you don't get, you don't get this information on a marketing floor report. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks. It like, seems like a kindly boss. He right? does. He is. There are some absolute douchebags at this company. The boss is not one of them. No. So they're going around. They're looking at toys. Tom Hanks is pointing out the flaws like, of the toys. Oh, they, I like this toy. This. Oh, why did they do this to this yeah, toy? The yeah, hockey yeah. players used to move. Now they don't move. They just spin in circles. What uh, a shit hockey team. Yeah, I mean hockey teams don't do that. In real no, life. they just, they just, just spin around in circles. My favorite team is Winnipeg Jets. They're great. Uh, not like I can't name Toronto Blue Jays. Is that a hockey team? No, it's a baseball team. Shit. God damn it. You can ask me this if you want to find Detroit Red Wings. Maybe, I guess. That's a, I, it's a weird name for a team, for sure. I think that's a hockey team. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Alyssa? Are the Detroit Red Wings a hockey team? What? Are the Detroit Red Wings a hockey team? She doesn't Fuck. think so. Fuck! God damn it! You'll think of some more security, <laughs> and if not, maybe career in naming the hockey teams. <laughs> I like it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Red Wings! That sounds like a barbecue chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Fuck you, Alyssa. I'm your hockey team, and you didn't. Right. Fuck you. Yeah, it may sound like a barbecue team. You know what else it sounds like? A fucking hockey team. Right, so, I just called it so, a barbecue team. So they're walking through, and what happens? Oh, they actually step on the greatest thing in the world. A piano magical floor. Yes. He steps on in the place of note, and he's like, ooh. And so he's like, 
Oh, uh, yeah, I, I actually know how to play. And he starts playing chopsticks. And then the boss starts playing the other part of chopsticks. They're ding, ding, ding. No, that's actually Han Solo. Um, they play Han Solo first. Ah. So ding, ding, ding. And then it goes ding, into ding, chopsticks. Ding, ding, okay, ding, cool. Ding, chopsticks. Did not know that was not Very famous scene. And you know what? Having seen it parodied everywhere, it holds up. Oh, absolutely. It is it's great. such a wholesome scene. Yeah, like, yeah. I know they couldn't. Um, my one, like, oh, if it was an entire one shot, I would have so, basically jizzed myself. It was in- but it, it, like, it does allow itself, like, quite long, wide shots of them yeah. actually playing the piano, like, actually doing yeah. it together and, like, getting more and more into it. Weirdly, a crowd forms, yeah, like, an entire... This is one of, I think, movie. two times in this movie where weirdly a crowd forms... Yeah. Um, it's interesting talking to I think Tom Hanks somewhere has talked about it. Where he said, "Look, it was me and it was the kind of guy playing the boss, and we looked off, and we can see there were two guys uh, dressed in our exact same outfits, and they were terrified. Like they, we got they got doubles, right? Yeah. So they knew that really they had this kind of like one take at the beginning to show that they could do this, and they did it. They, they perfectly memorized the dance. They practiced. They went out. They did it, and that's why it's 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 almost in one take. Although there are a couple of close ups. Yeah, there's a couple of close ups, but the the wide shot is basically the same take. Yeah. And yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's super wholesome. Like it's not in a comedy movie the funniest scene, but like there's just something very engaging it's and, and, and cute kind, to watch. Nice. I like um, and as a result, you know what, Jamie? You know what? White men who act like children get done to them? They get to fail up. Yeah. And so we cut to a scene of um, Lady Hanks and her boyfriend, yeah. uh, who also works for the company, saying, he's been here for a week. How is he VP? He's been promoted <laughs> to vice president of toy innovation. Yes. Again, rogue. Yes, he has been there for a week. Um, and so he gets like a big office and stuff. A and, big uh, office? Uh, I just figured out what men. Uh, <laughs> yes, he gets a big office. Um, his best friend comes and visits. Like this is the best. What What do you do? And he's like, This is I bigger just, like, than the principal's office. Yeah, it, like. I just play with toys and then tell them what to think about them. It's the best. Um, so yeah, he's he's failing up. He's having a great time. Uh, I can't remember what happens next. What's immediately after that? Um, we kind of see some, like, it's a range of things. Basically, he gets, uh, this world likes him more and more, right? Yeah. He begins to settle in. He kind of shows his use. He kind of, some guy has a Transformers ripoff, which is yeah, a it's, big... Yeah, it's a building, a skyscraper that turns into a robot. And he's yeah. just like... It's just shit. He, <laughs> Tom just goes... I don't get it. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a build. Like, Who's what's, fun play- about, what's fun about a building? Yeah, he makes the correct point that the thing it should transform into uh, should also be fun to play with. And yes. while a robot is fun, a skyscraper is not no. fun. So he's it? like, why doesn't a robot turn into a bug? And then everyone immediately is like, that is the oh! best idea I have ever heard, Tom oh, Hanks. Dear. Oh, my God. This is why we brought you in. And what if it was like a bug and then a scorpion? Oh, my God. Well done. You saved the company. Woo! Um, get a promotion and, and a new flash. Oh, oh, and sorry. The guy who's bringing in the the the, the <laughs> skyscraper is Lady Hanks's boyfriend. Yeah. Um, so he's more and more angry at, at uh, poor old Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks gets a flat. Yeah, it's a gets, great flat. He yep. moved out of the creepy, creepy hotel. Yes, he gets. It's got like fifty feet high um, ceilings. ceilings. He gets. There's a, like a montage basically of him and his best friend just fucking about, having the best time, like playing basketball, like riding skateboards and shit. They're having the best time. Yes. So look, this isn't a plot hole, but this yep. is just some kind of like secondary thinking, right? Yeah. Six weeks is the time frame of this movie. Yes. Give or take. Your paycheck normally comes once a month. Yeah. <laughs> With what money is he renting these things, including yeah. the apartment? In fact, in fact, we see him get a paycheck once yeah. in the film already, and that point that he gets the paycheck is when he's still in the lower-paying yeah. job. Which, when is he money? getting the money? I get, maybe he's got a, like, a really good credit card. Maybe he got a bonus for getting promoted. Yeah, they just threw cash at him. Hey, you need, an, they, you they need said, a real man. What? A robot that turns into a bug? Here, have some literal cash. Yeah. They need to keep off the books. So look, uh, he does that. He goes to a big work party where everyone uh, is in black tie. He shows up in in a a baller, white tail coat. Diamond encrusted. Absolutely the best. Everyone's laughing. fucking dripping in cheese. Oh, it's true. (laughs) Uh, The boss loves it. And of course, you know who else loves it? Lady Hanks. Yes. So starts this plot line. (laughs) So how are we going to deal with... So the, the sort of thing that everyone talks about about this film. So starts the romantic plot line between yeah. Tom adult Hanks. Tom Hanks. Between, between child trapped in an adult's body. Child trapped in an adult's body. Tom Hanks and Lady Hanks. She, um, for some reason, is like, 
just into him. She's like, I, just, I don't know. And like, she goes after like, for I think the second time we've seen sure. Tom Hanks having a non-flirtatious conversation with someone who shouldn't be interested. And then they go, get in my car. We're going to fuck. Yeah. Um, so he gets in the back of a limo and in probably my favorite sequence, she is like constantly going like, you know, it's just, it's just really tough. Meanwhile, Tom Hanks is going, ooh, ooh, button, button, window, up, down, play, change yeah. music. To a point where... She starts being like his mum. Like, <laughs> she's not like, stop playing on the radio. No, but she, he's like playing with stuff and she literally goes, I'm very vulnerable right now. What is interesting about this scene is I can't tell at this point in the film if she's trying to sleep her way up the company or not. Yeah, or whether she just actually likes, likes him. him. It's un- it it's, is unclear. It, it, it's slightly ambiguous, because at very least, it's elaborated later on, she does have a number of affairs with people who work at the company. Yeah. Um, but why that is the case is, is left ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, to um, I think. And yeah, so the, the culmination of that is she's about to uh, say something, like say I'd like you or something, and then he goes, jetpack! And launches himself through the sunroof. And then she he goes, oh, come on up and join us. And then I'm she fine. like, Starts to have a little bit of fun. Um, he says, oh, that was my house. And she goes, oh, I'd love to see your house. So they go in to his house, which is dripping with swag. child cheese. Yeah, child swag. <laughs> child swag. Um, he's, got, like, a, he's got a stand-up vending machine. Why? He yeah, could, he could just he could have a fridge. Yeah. Um, he's got like pinball machines and shit. And he's like, come on, you got to play. And then she's like, no. And then she's like... What about the trampoline, though? Oh, yeah. You want to come get on a trampoline I want to see you bounce, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, and so I'm he... a 13-year-old. <laughs> I can't think of anything more arousing than a girl on a trampoline. Um, and so he... Well, to be fair, he's at this point very not aware that she is flirting with him. Um, sure. And he full-on, like, drags her onto the trampoline and she, she like, <laughs> she very ungraciously. Um, and she's like, okay, fine, just like a tiny jump. And she's like, no, you've got to jump better. And then she does, like, two tiny jumps. She's like, no! Jump better, woman! <laughs> I'll jump with you if I have to. And then they start to have fun. And mm. so, no, I'll, I'll save. I'll save what I was going to say for the end. Sure. Because there, I mean, this whole plot line confuses me. I, I um, think we should probably tackle. Well, well, it can be tackled. You don't. It, honestly, it doesn't even. From here on out, the film basically centers on this relationship. Yes. We know in the background. Horror upon horror. Yes, yes yeah, Tom no. Tom Hanks' family. Yeah. Child is suffering. missing. Child is missing. We have one horrific scene where it, it's, friend yeah. Billy is... So he's feeling a little bit left out by Tom because he's uh, start, he's been... Uh, yeah, he's, he's become fully in, in he's, let, he's, he's become more yeah. of an adult it, right? he's it is basically the same as Mazes and Monsters sure. when he becomes so involved in his D&D character except he's just become involved in being a VP of a toy uh, yeah, company yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's like at home and then it's like rustling on the walkie talkies that they used the yeah they use early in the film and then he's like oh shit it's your mum and then we have them like looking across at each oh. other like window to window and she is Fucking devastated. <laughs> like she has, her kid has been gone so for six weeks. Earlier in the film, adult Tom Hanks phones the family to be like, oh my God, and I come back soon. And in the it's scene, like, the mum full on does a Liam Neeson taking saying, if you harm my child, yeah. I will find you and I will pull the skin from your corpse <laughs> and I will beat it to your children. And she is really up, up until this it. point, for, for her, her this son could just be film. missing. And then Tom Hanks no, is like, some random man walked in in her husband's clothes, <laughs> being like, I am your son. <laughs> oh, she knows this weirdo is out there. Yeah, with- and like new weird specifics about her son. And then he calls her out being like, your son is fine. You'll get him back. It will all be okay. Put him on the phone. No. No. <laughs> Ask so, me something that only he will know. Uh, what song did I sing him as a child? Ask a different question. Memories. <laughs> All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. That came later. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, she is absolutely destroyed. It co- like in this middle of this comedy film, sure. they constantly come back and are just like, yeah, no, by the way, nah, horror. Um, so horror yeah. So after the trampolining, um, they're they're yeah, they're having yeah, a sleepover together. They don't. Fuck. She's. They do not fuck at this point. No. So she's on the bottom bunk. He comes in and then dives up onto the top bunk and then makes her pick between his hands and like, oh, I've got a present for you. And then he, he like cutely gives it to her. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a glow in the dark compass ring in case you ever get lost. Um, and weirdly, she finds this endearing and not fucking weird. Um, so their relationship progresses. And then we get what was both a very funny scene and the weirdest fucking scene in this entire film, which is when they do fuck. 
Yeah, um, and so you know, let me let me let me, sure, let me sure, explain sure. the scene because it is it is it is funny because spoiler alert, Al likes is going to defend paedophilia in this. I'm not Okay, you are going to redefine pedophilia. Anyway, I'm going to redefine it. <laughs> no, I'm going this to scene. Redefine it. This scene. Um, she's. They're like. They're like kissing, and like the kisses are like it's uncomfortable to watch because you are knowing you're watching a 13 year old with an adult lady. But then there is a bit of funny. Like she takes off her top and then turns off the lights. <laughs> Tom Hanks turns it back on just to like continue staring at her and then like she's like oh she says something to the effect of oh do you want to touch them or something like that and he like starts prodding at them like you would with like jelly if you wanted to see um so again that's very funny and then they embrace and kiss again and that's weird so my main issue with like I don't really actually have an issue with Obviously, I'm joking. It's not really paedophilia. I don't really have an issue yes, with th- sure. that aspect of it. What I have an issue with is them not playing more into the, oh, he's a kid aspect. Like, the light touching, like, the prodding of the boob. And sure. then, like, keep it exclusively at that, and it's funny. But then to go, oh, no, here's them deeply embracing and kissing. And then sure. it's like, oh, no, you made it weird again. Can I make... Can I make my case? Can you I, defend paedophilia? Yes, you can. Sure. Uh, I don't, yes, not, you not can. What I, what I'm trying to do, but, let, but let's let's set this out. These kind of stories, obviously, thirty going thirty, all those all those kind of genre stories, including things like Freaky Friday, are all really like a boon to anyone trying to tell a story because they really naturally have a format, right? Someone, there's a massive change at the beginning. What's the, what's the inciting incident, right? Someone becomes a uh, older. Someone becomes their mum. Whatever that kind of stuff. And they take a while to adapt, and eventually they adapt, and they adapt too well. So this film, on the one hand, it starts off as a film, the first half is a film about a kid wanting to be an adult, right? And getting that, and then having to learn to become an adult. And then the second half, it sort of becomes a film about an adult realising he wants to be a kid again. And although, you're, sorry, yes, literally in the film, he's a, he's a 12, 13 year old stuck in a man's body, right? And there's comedy in that, you're right, that, that, the best bits of those are where they kind of play up the humour in that. Yeah. But at the same time, he kind of says at the end, like, he could choose to stay an adult, and after a while he would just stop being a 13-year-old. He would just be a, you know, he, living the life of the 30-year-old, he would be a 30-year-old, at least as far as society is concerned. And to some extent, like, I think the thing is, like, I don't, some people are like, oh, this woman, like, the woman has no fucking clue, right? It's not like she's evil. This woman is... But I think the point. We, we, the case we, I made, we will get to that. But sure. Carry on. The case I made was, if this were anything, it would be sexually rape because he's he's legally thirteen, <laughs> but she's not attracted to him as a child. She's no, attracted no, no. to a man. Okay. So I would. I, th- I think the paedophilia like. Yes. Again, it's. I don't but it's still weird. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. And, 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 and the, the reason comes from. the reason why it's weirder we will get to because sure. it's. It's the end. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're, they, they fuck. Uh, their relationship becomes more and more serious. And then we get to that point where they get the report back of where the Zoltars are. And, and again, because he's the biggest badass ever, this kid just sneaks into the toy company and storms into oh, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks' office because he's yeah. a badass. And he's like, yo, Tom Hanks, fuck you. And this oh, is a PG movie. Yes. This is not a PG-13. So normally in a PG-13 film in America, you get one use of the F word. Apparently in the 80s, sometimes they could just say, you know what, this is a PG movie, younger kids should be able to see it, you don't have to be over 13 or whatever. Yeah, and he full on says, fuck you to Tom Hanks. It's a great use of the F word. Maybe the best use of the F word. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. And then as he's leaving and he goes, and I'm three months older than you, asshole. It's great. Fantastic scene. Kid's actually quite a good actor. I liked his his performance. Um, But yeah, so basically Tom Hanks has been like, no, I don't want to go back. And then he's like, Fuck you, come back. Uh, there's uh, other little aspects, like small plot points that we've sort of skipped over, but we'll hit very briefly. Um, ex-boyfriend uh, ends up beating up Tom Hanks yeah. and doesn't get fired. He punches the VP of the company in the fucking face and doesn't get fired for some reason. Uh, that's in the middle of a racquetball fu- uh, match yeah. where Tom Hanks is refusing to give that the ball because he thinks that he, the other guy's cheating. He knows the other guy's cheating. He yeah. knows that the other guy's cheating. Um, so he refuses to give that the ball. And again, this is the second time that weirdly a crowd forms because they start like chasing each other around and then a crowd starts watching two grown men chase each other around and then start wrestling. Uh, and then he punches Tom Hanks in the face. This causes um, uh, Lady Hanks to break up with him because she's like, 
dude, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop being a dick. Um, so those are the couple of plot points we've uh, vaguely skipped over. Then we get to uh, Tom Hanks has been told like, oh, you could go back to a kid. We know where his old heart is. He's had his best friend say fuck you to him and called him an asshole. That's tough. It's not great. It's not great. So we have a, a montage of him creepily staring at children. A 30-year-old man wandering around New York staring at groups of children. Children having photos taken of them. Children playing basketball. Various children. No one questions it. The 80s are weird. Yeah. Um, and so he he agrees. He goes, he decides, nah, I've got to, I want to be a kid again. I, yeah. I want, don't like... Don't, no, no big wish boy wish. Small boy wish boy. I want to be Leo. Small boy wish boy. Um, so he drives out to find, um, uh, well, I don't know, he doesn't drive, he can't drive. He finds his way out to uh, where he knows his old yes. time machine is. And Lady Hanks chases him. She finds um, uh, the best friend who's screaming after him as he goes away. Sure. She um, sort of realised at some point in the oh, film. Oh yeah, wait, wait. At some oh, point yeah. in the film, he, has been, he told her, look, I am a child. And, and she, she's like, she oh thinks, yeah, we're all kids on the inside. She thinks he emotionally. And yeah. like, he's trying to get out of this relationship because he's not ready to be in a proper relationship. Yeah. Um, and she at some point, they give him this big presentation, a new toy line, a moving comic book kind of thing. Yeah. And he leaves because he... Re- basically, the, kind of, the dialogue going on, is, it says... You know, these, ki- these kids are going to have get to make all these choices, but what do they do when they have no choices left to make? And he kind of realizes there is no really choice left to make because he can't do this to his mum and he wants to be a kid again. Small boy wish boy. Small boy, little boy wish boy. So he goes, uh, and then she realizes, oh wait a second, he's actually a kid. Yeah, and chases, and chases after, him. after him. So there, he put he puts the wish in, he makes his wish, and then she makes it to him. She does make it in time. Yeah, and she's like, oh no, I've realized you're at, you are a kid, and then. And then they, she goes like, how old are you, 15, 16? Because she's trying to justify it to herself. Like, oh, maybe it's legal in some states. Um, and he goes... I think she's also like... No, I'm 30. He goes like, no, I'm yeah, 13. Um, and then this, this film does at this point break its own rules. So uh, he, we get them driving back. He drives back to his own house. He's walking away in his suit. And then slowly the suit becomes too big for him. And he's a kid and he turns around. And this... This is where it gets fucked because she smiles. She's like, she doesn't, this film should end with her fucking vomiting. This film should end with, oh my God, that is a child that I've slept with. Why is this film not end on just, just four minutes of her gagging on the way home? Because it, because it. She like looks at this kid that she fucked and it's like, because it's it's bittersweet, right? She didn't fuck that kid. She did not fuck that kid. She fucked Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Jamie. There are two different things. She's bittersweet because she knows that boy will grow up to be Tom Hanks, and therefore she has an emotional connection with him, and she's fond for him. And like, I get, I get, I get the criticism. I get the criticism. But I, you realise you works, don't sound great. But no, but it, it. The reason why it works is because emotionally, as weird as it is. The relationship is like well played out through the film. They have developed these characters. They chat. They spend time. And they invest in it, and emotionally it works. Even if logically it, it is, you're like, wait, what the fuck, right? It is on an emotional level. This movie is a masterpiece. It taps in the because it taps into a lot of like real feelings. No, because the feeling of being little and wanting to be big. That feeling of being big and wanting to be little. Like it taps into those things really well. It does to an extent, but also I don't know what this film is trying to say. Is it saying? that to pull adult women you should act more like a 13 year old and like so again (laughs) one of my favourite bits when they're making this comic book thing she has a little moment of like so who are we like what's going on here and Tom Hanks is like we're making comic books and like no like like what is this and Tom Hanks' reaction is to beat her with a comic book they, he just hits her with a couple comic books and then they laugh and then they roll around so what is this movie trying the, to say the, the point is like two things on one it's about the, oh, Christ as a, like the basic, basically like emotional like <laughs> I am of the movie. loving you trying to no, 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 dance no, 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 around I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dancing around it I'm trying to like I'm not dancing around it the basic emotional thrust of this movie is at the beginning Young Tom Hanks. Did you say thrust? Sure. No, no, no. Thrust. Thrust. <laughs> thrust. Very appropriate sure. word. <laughs> a young Tom Hanks wants to become the boyfriend of slightly older girl, right? And he's nervous about it. And he doesn't know how to act around girls. And he's he's confused and she thinks he's so much older. Suddenly he becomes big. And actually he's with this woman who is 
far older than him. But what he is realizing, and she says it at one point, is that actually we're all 13 on the inside, right? She's like, do you think there's not like a 13-year-old girl to me like, like all the time? And so on the one hand, for the kids... So you, you, can, you can say that, but then he also lives with a bunk bed and like no, trampolining because, and like, because he's literally 13 yes now, right yeah, yeah but the, what i'm saying is i don't get whether they're saying that should actually be no, in Derek no, that's a every woman who okay, ever Jamie, did there's that there's a thing called a metaphor which is where you use a hype you use a comparison to establish a relationship between things but no but they are we are presented with a realistic world wherein she finds this endearing and cute uh, what part of a, of a small child becoming a 30-year-old man do you find realistic? Okay, everything else is rooted in reality. You so, know, becoming a VP in a week. It's not like a magical realism film, but it's a semi-fantasy movie, okay? It's, <laughs> it's not much like he becomes 30 years old and no one... Like, it's... it's yeah, a yeah, okay, okay. Magic but, but, universe no, changing No, but thing. also, in Lord of the Rings, just because it's a fantasy world, I don't expect people to suddenly make illogical decisions. They're still human no, beings. But like, because the reason is, is because she feels like every man in her life has like given and, like, and it's true all the adults in this film except maybe his parents right like all the adults in this business world these people who want to succeed have who are selling toys who are selling joy to children do not understand what that joy is they do not understand what it is like to actually give a shit about something on, a, on an unironic heartfelt level and because, and like, she finds it weird. She goes into that scene and finds it weird. What wins it over is his enthusiasm. It's his joie de vivre, right? <laughs> it's the fact that he actually loves life, that he actually loves the things they are selling. And, and the sadness of the film is that at deeper goes, this is why his friend is sad, is because he stops being a kid. Because he actually starts wearing the suit. He stops coming in these really lovely cardigans and stuff. And he starts coming in suits. He starts going to dinner parties. He starts becoming a boring adult. He loses that thing which made him so special. And that's what the movie is saying, is that if you're an adult, don't lose that wonderful life that you had as a kid. And if you were a kid, just know that everyone is scared and that everyone, you're going to grow up one day, you don't have to rush through life. That everyone will go through it and everyone is approachable because some things are universal. And it, 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 growing up is an important part of experience. You can't just skip that. And those are the things the movie is about. And I feel they, tell, they say them pretty obviously. And the fact that there's a magical thing at the centre of it <laughs> doesn't mean... That those emotions don't come through. Let's talk about what we thought about the film. Ow. Let's talk about Ow. Are you okay? Are you I feel... Too? Yeah, no, no, that's fine. But I really I just... like Splash 2 and I feel the very similar films. No, my main concern is I feel like you feel like you've lost your childhood. You're working in a dead-end <laughs> office job and this is really spoken to you and you're going to go home and buy a trampoline. But Al, your, your ceilings are too small. You cannot buy a trampoline. Right, Al has gone... To there we go, it's recording now. Okay, it's recording again. So, um, <laughs> don't know when that cut off, but Al went to speak to Alyssa and I tried to move the mic to like point it in that direction so it could be picked up and I just full on pulled the microphone out. We can buy a trampoline, we can't buy a trampoline. No. Apparently we've done well, the roofs for it. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have space for it. I, this was a key aspect. Oh, uh, let's, God. let's talk about our feelings on the movie. Yeah. Right, I think we've started that. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, I feel like you basically just did your feelings sure, on this movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I've been fucking with you, but no, I really enjoyed this. It's a great fucking movie. This is so funny. It's like, it genuinely had me howling with laughter at points. It holds up. It's, except for the paedophilia, not particularly problematic for an 80s comedy, which is great. There's no jokes at anyone's expense that, uh, that could be considered vulnerable. It's great. Other than her when she is literally saying she's vulnerable. Um... Yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. It's very wholesome. There are scenes that, like the piano scene, which is just, I mean, there's a reason it's been parodied so much because it is such an iconic scene because it's such fun to watch. It's so endearing to watch. Tom Hanks is very good. I think the rest of the cast is pretty good. Um, but, you know, there's also the paedophilia stuff. That's not, and the fact, like, I, there, are, there are two things that I would sure. improve about this movie. A, as I already said, Focus more on, like, when you're doing this romantic relationship, focus more on the, the kid bit. That's the funny bit. Don't have them deeply embracing and kissing. It's creepy. And the second improvement I would make is the final shot is her just vomiting and then cut to black. <laughs> what would you give this movie out of five? It's tough. 
I can't give it a five. I just can't because I, I think the criticisms I make are valid and there are bits that make me uncomfortable because of that. No matter how much joy it brings and message it shows of being a kid and also being an adult, it's fucking creepy and they present it a little bit weirdly. And I don't give a shit what you say. That last scene is fucking weird. When he turns around as a child and she smiles. It's fucking weird. So I'm going to knock it down a 0.5 for that. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Ooh, I'm Jamie. Anything which you can't be taken on a little <laughs> level is it only 1.5 words. I take a point. Ooh, I watch Harry Potter and they're wizards, but they also use spells that control people. And because I don't think that it's follows logically, minus 0.5. Five, it's a five. <laughs> what do you think this? What do you think about Tom Hanks? <laughs> Are we sure this is recording yeah, for the recording. right with the right microphone? Yeah, it's recording the microphone. Okay, cool. Sweet. Uh, well, uh, Tom Hanks is great. He's fucking brilliant in this film. He like he's there's this is why the the reason the film's fucking good is because he's in it, and there's a reason why it makes so money, and it's because of Tom Hanks, and there's a reason why he becomes a star after this, and it's because he's fucking great in this movie. He's five. Um, Jimmy, he was a star before from a little film called Splash, um, which was nominated for an Academy Award, let me remind you. Thank you very much. It's a five. He's great in this. Can you stop slamming down my coasters on the table? If nothing else, it's mean to my coasters. And if nothing, nothing else, it's annoying soundscape for the listeners. Uh, sorry, what did you say? Did yeah, you actually give, give, give a five? five. Yeah, cool. Um, like Tom Splash. Hanks' dick meter. Um, now, it's a difficult one. Because he catfishes a woman, I'll tell you what. He does, he catfishes the fuck out of a woman. He induces a crime. He, does. Uh, he induces he does. a crime. Um, he not that you should ever blame a thirteen-year-old. No, 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 no. Adult, very, very clear clarification. Very good point. But, Thank you very but much. To be fair, he is trapped in the body of a thirteen-year-old. It's weird. Anyway, uh, but it's, it's, it's like it's also like, do you judge him for? Because as an adult, if you were to take him as an adult, he acts like a dick, like a lot. Because he's acting like a child. Like, when she has valid concerns about, like, their relationship and he just hits her with a comic book. Or, like, when a woman is overtly... That's playful! <laughs> no, he That's doesn't, playful. but he doesn't assuage her fears. He doesn't punch her in the face. <laughs> no, he no, just casually goes... No, I wasn't saying it was a violent thing he did. I was saying it didn't assuage her fears about their relationship. <laughs> it was a... 13-year-old! Exactly! That's my point! It's difficult to decide whether he's a dick he's or not. 13! Exactly! That's my point! That's why I'm saying it's... He's not a dick because he's 13 and he doesn't have to emotionally process his feelings. But, but that... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, understanding metaphor. Yeah, that's my entire fucking point. Like, if you were to look at him as an adult, if you look at... You didn't know that he was a child and saw him as an adult, people who interacted with him, as everyone did, not knowing he was a child... That's kind of dickish behaviour. Where are you going? Oh my god. Right, Al's off to get a beer, so I'm going to have to continue giving my thoughts. So yeah, I think it's difficult to um, decide how much of a dick... You can't... As Al says, you can't decide... This... This is weird, Al. It's really tough to do this. Also, you didn't I'm get. Also, you didn't shit. get me one, meanie. You take shits in the middle of the podcast. No, I have literally never taken a you shit have, in the middle there, of the there podcast. Several times where you where you said I need to go to the bathroom and I've got to find on vamp. No, 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 literally no. You are just lying. <laughs> you are lying. I have never gone to the bathroom during the middle of a fucking episode. Anyway, I was trying to make the point. Please write well, in with every time. <laughs> Taking a shit in the <laughs> Literally never. Oh, I was trying to make the point that a it's weird because this is literally what I would have been saying anyway, but without anyone there to say it. it <laughs> It's a weird beer. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. I got thrown off. No one else saw Al's weird reaction to the sip of his beer. Anyway, fucking hell, I was trying to get the point out that it's it. But he's not like it's difficult. A one you, you to five. You can't say he's a massive dick because of course he's a child. Yeah. But also, you know what? Also, kids can be dicks. Like, sure. kids can be dicks. So I'm going to give him a three. Um, this what I think. I I, I think it's understandable. Um, I'm not sure. I, I probably didn't talk this bad enough because I, I was hysterical and the beer is coming down. Um, what Tom Hanks does in this film, playing a kid is like a difficult thing, and often people play it badly. Something the director did was they filmed all the scenes with the child actor, so Tom Hanks had a reference point to be like, okay, you know, he's kind of gay, all that kind of stuff. The um, the kid who was playing uh, young Hanks was, uh, I think at the time, growing pretty fast, and so his shoes were always the wrong size. So he had a funny gait. 
and Tom Hanks would um, ask deliberately, therefore, to have larger shoes so he would similarly have a funny gait when he was walking. And I think what he does really well is he taps into that both very self-conscious and also not self-conscious at all. I'm sorry for looking away. No, 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 no. I I was just going to say... Do you know what section we're mm. you, you have rated... We're, no, no, we're no, doing the Tom Hanks dick meter. No, it's a dick section, I don't know. Um, and it's one of those things where... Teenagers, 100%, yeah, they're dicks. Like, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, like, they're terrible. Like, I think we can all I was about to say that. sorry to any teenage listeners, no. but I'm just, I'm just going to wildly assume we teenage don't have any teenage listeners. Want- and if we do... Stop. No, I want to. I want to use your youth better. There are three things. One, teenagers don't have sex with thirty-year-old women. That's no. bad. Don't do that. Wait till you're like 25, 24, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Wait until like you can legally get better consent. Um, any consent, um, <laughs> unless you can already get consent, in which case. Oh my god! Whatever. Get right. over it. Fine. You get over <laughs> it. I'm not the one with the problem about this movie. Right. So what? No, 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 no. So, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that. There is something to the teenage experience where you're both, and like he's just on the edge of that, right? Where you come from a kid and you're innocent, you're going to teenage room and you're gaining self consciousness. You are becoming, at the time the entire universe is going worse. And she, uh, the, 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 the Lady Hanks makes comments to that. She's, he goes, You could come with me. And she goes, I've been a teenager. It's shit. I don't want to be okay. <laughs> and so I'll give him, I'll get, you know, I see your point. I give him like a one, a one. Like, I, I, I think he's sweet. I appreciate that, like, yeah, some of his actions as an adult, therefore, could would be viewed internally in that world as dickishness if you didn't know that he's young. So, one. Is this going in your Hanks bank? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it's it's Yeah, it's of course it's going in your Hanks bank. Honestly. Like, I feel like anyone could have said, like, bang, you did, yeah. uh, first 16 episodes, well, first 15 episodes, you never know. We could have ended up with nothing no, in our yeah. Hanks banks. You could have looked at that. we have. Yeah, we have. You could uh, you could look at that and you would go, right, 16, bang on. That is definitely going to be uh, in the Hanks bank. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. This room's so fun. It still holds up. Absolutely, anyone watch it. I also think, compared to other movies, like, we haven't spoiled it as much as, like, the plot points aren't fucking important. Everyone knows what happens it's, in this yeah, film. It's, and, like, you just watch it. It's just great fun to honestly, watch. We haven't ruined anything that much about it. You know when... Uh, we were reading that list of the top 10 of the year. Bring Man at the Top, Coming to, uh, coming to America, uh, Who Brave Roller Drive, yeah. like, this kind of film. I d- like, a lot of people all the time be like, oh, movies aren't as good as they were anymore, blah, blah, blah. There were in the 70s and 80s this kind of era of interesting filmmaking where you got films like this, which are a bit weird, and you have you have variations on it today, and I guess there were loads of other, some other films at the time, but that were genuinely sweet, that were just good family weird movies with jokes that work for adults. A couple of them, uh, when he, <laughs> my favorite one of which, of course, is uh, when she's like, are you, are you sure we want to, you want to invite me into your flat? And he's like, yeah, good show. Like, you mean like a sleepover? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, cool. I'm going to be on top. That is good. But, that's, that's a Simpsons joke. Yeah, it is a really good joke. And the film was just really, really good. And honestly, like, if you have not seen this movie, go see this yeah, movie. Yeah, go watch this movie. Go watch it's your family. Go watch it with your friends. Like, whatever group of people you will see it with, you will appreciate something different. Look, the best way to experience this movie is with one of your best pals and his girlfriend watching it, then record a podcast for two yeah. hours, kick the girlfriend out. It's the only way to experience this movie. Um, yeah. Um, so we don't have to do what's saving humanity this week because this film is saving humanity this week and that's great oh have... fuck now, I forgot I'm going to give you 10 seconds of context oh. uh, because it was because I did a Twitter promotion we have to do this very quickly Instagram promotion uh, it's also important to know uh, as part of the poem that well, Jamie, no, and I, it, Jamie and I had a brief fight I want to clarify it's... what it fucking is first sure it's a little poem uh, about Love Island yes yeah, so Al has been um, posting a lot on Instagram lot. about uh, where am I about posting Insta- uh, Instagram. No, I was going to do. That. I was going to do that later. Yeah, sure. um, uh, posting a lot of Instagram stories about um, about Love Island, and then he put out a poll saying, uh, "If lots of people download, um, then I'll do a poem about Love Island." Yeah. Um, and we we are going for correlation rather than causation. That sure. did happen to be <laughs> the aforementioned highest download day. Um, so correlation potentially not causation. Um, and I literally went to Al. Please don't do that. And we actually got into a bit of an argument we about got into it. Into an argument about it uh, until Jamie realised that we were in an argument. It was like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so he's great. Here we go. Here's your um, poem. Here's my poem about Love Island. Curtis leads a cult. Jamie isn't my baby. 
the casa grows hot. That's my poem. And so, Jenny, why don't you take a step? So, so what? Haiku. I was going to say, that, I'm fairly sure that was a haiku, not a poem. Uh, a haiku is a poem, Jamie. Okay, How well, about we go ask the poet outside? I mean, what I'm more annoyed about. A haiku is a poem. What I'm more annoyed haiku about. I know, but I was I was actually kind of fine with you doing like an actual poem if it was going to be fucking funny. You did the le- literally the least possible effort into this. We got in an argument over this. You defended this to the fucking you know bone you know and you fucking phoned you know it in. That is fair. Uh, next week I'll come back with a longer poem. Fine. We'll do a sonnet next and week and then eventually we'll get up to an epic poem. 24 <laughs> books. Oh, God. If you would like to have more Love Island based content, you can follow Al at DDarkAllyG on Instagram. Yeah. If you would like non Love Island based content, you can follow uh, us on our Twitters, Jamie P. Loxton at Al underscore C's underscore stuff um, and at uh, Hank's Bank Pod. Uh, if all has gone correctly and I'm actually bothered, we will be putting out various clips uh, now on Twitter, send more semi regularly. Share them, do whatever. I just thought this, you know, might actually be worth yeah. publicizing this podcast and trying to make it grow in some manner um, rather than just not doing that. You know, you have an option either either try or don't try. And yeah, I've been doing fun. a lot of not trying, so um, hopefully <laughs> I'll actually get my fucking ass together. And yeah, we'll be throwing out clips and, and fun stuff from. Uh, Previous episodes. Uh, that's, this is about it, I think. Take your friends' phones down uh, the podcast. I want you to find five people and you're going to get them to listen to this podcast and you're going to tell them to get five people and you're going to get them to listen to get five more people. And when we do this, we will slowly but surely climb to the beginning of the pod, the top of the podcast charts. And what we're going to do, Jamie, we're going to throw off Radio 4 podcasts. Screw the BBC. <laughs> Where's my job with the BBC? Look, our only aim is to get to a point where Alyssa isn't ashamed to say it's that true. you do a it's podcast. True. If you are one of Alyssa's friends or if you know Alyssa, message her and say you must be so proud of Alan, Jamie. And yeah, <laughs> Thank you for including me. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. So, Thank you very much. Uh, with that, from me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. I'm big. <laughs>